Welcome to the Creating Wealth Show with Jason Hartman. You're about to learn a new slant on investing, some exciting techniques, and fresh new approaches to the world's most historically proven asset class that will enable you to create more wealth and freedom than you ever thought possible. Jason is a genuine, self-made multimillionaire who's actually been there and done it. He's a successful investor, lender, developer, and entrepreneur who's owned properties in 11 states, had hundreds of of tenants and been involved in thousands of real estate transactions. This program will help you follow in Jason's footsteps on the road to your financial independence day. You really can do it. And now, here's your host, Jason Hartman, with the complete solution for real estate investors. Welcome to episode 1531. You know, I've been talking to you about how we've been working on developing some handy-dandy calculators for you. Of course, we have a software company, Property Tracker, and uh, real estate tools, uh, you know, great great software apps, iPhone and iPad apps, Mac app available to you as well. But just some little calculators to do some quick stuff. Well, the one we're going to talk about today is not a little one, actually. It's a, it's a spreadsheet, really, more than a calculator. But it is super handy and powerful, and we are going to endeavor to make this one public, but at this time, I can only say that your investment counselor will have this calculator available. What we did is we we took the calculator that our client, Ross Warden, was nice enough to share with us, and we elaborated. That's not the right word, Jason. We didn't elaborate on it. We expanded on it. We improved it. We took his great idea and we embellished it. I don't know. What's the right word? I don't know. (laughs) But anyway, we made version 2.0, okay? So as our client, uh, Ross, uh, is describing today in his case study of how he plans to get to 93 properties, and that's a pretty awesome goal for a young guy like this. I'm just so... So proud of him and what he's done so far and what he's going to do. When he says something's going to happen, it's going to happen because this guy is a doer. And that's great. He joined us for our Venture Alliance trip in uh, Hawaii about a year and a half ago and shared that this um, spreadsheet with us. We presented it at Meet the Masters. Since then, even, we've made a few more modifications and, and improved it more. And your investment counselor will have this available to you. If you don't have an investment counselor with our company, reach out at jasonhartman.com or by calling 1-800-HARTMAN. Again, that 800 number only works in the U.S. I understand we have, of course, uh, listeners in 189 countries worldwide. If you are outside of the U.S., just go through the website, jasonhartman.com, and inquire anywhere, any form on the website, and we will get you an investment counselor who can run this calculator for you. They can do a screen share meeting with you and really show you the visuals, and it's just, it's really awesome, I must say. But ultimately, the plan is to make this available on our website so that you can go plug in your own numbers and play with it. So that will come. It will come. A couple of quick announcements before we get to this great client case study. Number one, for Meet the Masters VIP ticket holders, remember your two bonus implementation sessions. The first one is this Thursday night. It's Thursday, August 20th at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. 
And then the second one is the following week. We sent you all an email today with the secret link for that. And then the uh, for those of you who purchased the Meet the Masters recordings, those will be done very soon. We're just putting the final touches on them now. And we're going to have a really nice portal for you to go in and access those and also an audio download. So you have the videos and the audios. We really wanted to do this nicely, have it indexed for you. You know, lots of others would have simply shared the link and not edited it, cleaned it up, chapterized it. If that's, is that a word? Chapterizing? I don't know. Is that a word, Jason? Chapterize. I think chapterizing is a word. Yeah. Chapterized. We've chapterized it. Boy, that applause just goes on too long, doesn't it? (laughs) So, and then we've got our live stream coming up on Sunday uh, on our YouTube channel and Facebook as well. So our live stream is there on Facebook at the jasonhartman.com Facebook page and on YouTube. Just type Jason Hartman and you'll find our channel and you can join us for the live stream every Sunday. That's Coffee Talk. That's not T-A-L-K. It's T-O-K. Coffee Talk. So uh, join us for that every Sunday. We had a great one last week. And by the way, you can watch the replay on the YouTube channel so or, or on Facebook as well. So uh, that's available to you. Okay, without further ado, let's get into this session with the client case study with Ross talking about the calculator. And I think you'll enjoy this. So here we go. It's my pleasure to welcome Ross Warden to the show. He is one of our clients and he is doing a great job. And I just love to see young investors with big plans. And this is no exception. If you're watching on video, we will be sharing a little spreadsheet for you so you can see his great plan to to take over the world as a real estate investor. And we'll go into that. But if not, uh, we'll share it with you here on audio. And I think it'll be very insightful and enjoyable for you. Ross, welcome. How are you? I am excellent. How are you, Jason? Good, good. It's good to have you on the show. And thanks for coming on. You know, the listeners always tell me they love to hear client case studies. And anybody listening, if you are one of our clients and you want to share your case study story, please reach out to us through jasonhartman.com or at 1-800-HARTMAN, because our listeners would love to hear from you and not only give you 15 minutes of fame, but probably 20, 25 minutes, (laughs) as it were. You know, the old saying, 15 minutes of fame, right? Good stuff. Well, uh, Ross, start off, give us a little background. Where are you located? I am in Columbus, Ohio. Excellent. And you joined us for our Profits in Paradise event in Hawaii just about a year and a half ago, I guess that was, right? Yeah, beautiful. I was there for the conference and for the kind of mastermind retreat after that. So it was it was a fun time. That That's what I was going to say. You were there for the Venture Alliance retreat. So thanks for joining us for that. And that was a lot of fun. And I tell you, I miss travel. <laughs> it's uh, who, who knows when we will be really traveling again in any real way. I was looking at the uh, the TSA statistics this morning, and it it's shocking. Travel is coming back, and that's encouraging, but it's literally only 17% of what it was this time last year, and and that's wow. with the comeback. So travel is increasing for sure, but way, way, way down. But, you know, uh, let's talk a little bit about your business and background, because I think it kind of relates to travel, and and that's why I wanted to talk about it. So before we get to business, a little background. Did you grow up in Columbus, Ohio? 
No, actually, I'm from uh, Findlay, Ohio, the northwest part of Ohio. I came down to Columbus in 2005, went to school at Ohio State University, and graduated in 2009 with a degree in industrial design. Okay. And then did you do a master's in Germany? Because you said you studied in Germany as well. No. So Germany is well known for their product design acumen, I guess. And I studied there for three months, 2008, I believe it was. And that was just a short stint while I was in my undergrad. Got it. Got it. Good stuff. Okay. So you did industrial design and then uh, for your, did you start your business right away out of, out of school or? No, it it took me a while to figure out what I was doing with my life Uh (laughs) and who really does figure it out, right? Right. No, I, I worked in an industrial design or product design consultancy here in Columbus for about six years, but about two or so years into that, I, uh, I discovered that I had kind of an entrepreneurial gene, I suppose, and started pursuing just kind of a side gig to start paying down student loans and that sort of thing and hopefully, you know, get out of debt. And it kind of snowballed. I turned out uh, that I really, really enjoyed entrepreneurship and uh, had just a passion for for growth and personal growth and business growth and wealth growth and just kind of everything associated with that lifestyle. And so I really went uh, deep into that. I ended up quitting my full-time job to pursue my own business full-time in 2016. And that's that's where I am now. That's the path. Okay, great. So tell us about your business. You know, I, I've been to 87 countries and and you've traveled a lot and your business relates to travel. So now we'll circle back to that. And then let's talk about real estate investing. Yeah, very much so. So I think your observations about everyone wanting to travel, but they can't travel right now is very relevant to to my business. So my business is called Conquest Maps. We make um, high quality pinnable travel maps that you put up on your wall, put push pins on to keep track of where you've been, where you want to go. Very simple concept. There just wasn't what I was looking for when I wanted one for my wife and I. So just given my skill set, I decided to figure out how to make it myself. Hit a lot of criteria for for my business uh, intentions, I guess. And so I made a handful more, put them up on Etsy and they sold. And I guess long story short, I kind of reinvested all of my profits for the next four or so years. So now we just help um, travelers who who want to see more of the world. We help inspire their their adventures and, and that sort of thing. And all through travel maps and travel related home decor. So it's been a really fun thing. But particularly right now, nobody can get out. And so they're thinking more and more about all the places that they want to go. Right. So of all of all businesses, I think we're in a fortunate spot because while revenue took a serious hit when the stock market was taking a big hit there, things have come back a lot and people are really, they got the wanderlust, right? They're, mm-hmm. they're really hoping to get out and they're thinking about where they want to yeah. go. They want to put those pins in the map. And right. it's, it's been an interesting time. We're struggling to keep up right now in all honesty. So the best yeah. problem to have. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I was just going to say, that I think people really do have serious wanderlust right now, more than normal. I mean, your generation, millennial generation, and you're 33 years old, has very much wanderlust, much more into experiences over things. But that travel has just been halted. And so I, I would imagine a lot of people are dreaming of uh, places to go when 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 times change a little bit, for sure. But, you Absolutely. know, Ross, with your background and your degree in industrial design, and, and here's a stereotype, but it's a positive one, you know, your age, it's a surprisingly, like, low-tech item. What do you think about that? Speak to that, if you would. You know, uh, it's, it's not a know, piece of software. It's it's not a website. It's it's a map that you hang on the wall and stick tacks into, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a simple thing, but, you know, regardless of, of all the tech things happening, at the end of the day, people are always going to live in a home, much right. like you preach, right? Yep. And 
when you have a home, when you have your your own space, you want to put things up in it that represent you, your lifestyle, your your desires in life. And I think this is always going to be relevant. It doesn't really matter if there's a better or different or whatever whatever solution out there. You can track your your travels in a, in a hundred different ways. But at the end of the day, it's just really really awesome to see that map hanging up there. To be thinking about it all the time. It's when people walk into your house, you automatically have a way to discuss something yeah. interesting. Hey, yeah. I've been there, or hey, I wanted to go there too. Right. It's just super interesting and super easy. And it just, well, maps are just cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who Good. doesn't like maps? Good so. stuff. I, I think so too. I think so too. What other kinds of uh, products do you make besides the travel maps? You Travel related decor, you said? Yeah, sure. So like canvas prints, that sort of thing, uh-huh. uh, travel related artwork. Um, we do like uh, wall decals, vinyl decals. Mm-hmm. By far and away, the most popular things is our pinnable travel maps, though. So that's that's the the leader. All right. And, what and we're known it, for. Is Etsy your main outlet for sales or is Amazon? Not or, at all. Not at all. Huh. That's where I started. It was a very different landscape back there, 2013, when I launched the store. Now our best place is our Shopify store, our website, so mm-hmm. conquestmaps.com. Okay, so um, so you're, also, th- that's good because that means, and you know, we've had Carmen on the show talking about Amazon being an Amazon seller and so forth, and all the massive, terrible, disgusting abuses that Amazon and other big tech companies just abuse people like crazy. So you have your own store and your own distribution channel, which is great. Yeah, good. I would say, yeah, I'd say, I don't know, 60, 70% of our sales, uh, especially now are coming through our website. We are on Amazon and we are on Etsy, but Mm -hmm. we, I would say, own the vast majority of our our customer base, which is far better. It's better for them and it's better for us. So it's, it's a good thing. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Okay, let's switch gears to real estate investing. So when did you become interested in real estate investing? Uh, to be honest, I would say sometime in high school. Oh, uh, wow. Just like me. I, I was 16. A book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I stumbled across a book called Guerrilla Real Estate Investing. Uh-huh. And I read it and I was just really interested. I never really understood the stock market. Like, mm-hmm. really? I mean, I get it now. I've researched it and all, yeah. that, all that stuff. I, I get it now. But yeah. it never quite clicked to me. It didn't resonate. And yeah. so I, I just real estate just made sense intuitively. So I always kind of had it lurking in the back of my mind. But, you know, the time when I started my business, I started this particular business because I started it with $500. I didn't have any money. I needed to get out of debt. Mm-hmm. And so real estate was a very far off dream. But now that I've got, you know, some revenue coming in and uh, I don't, and I, I liquidated my 401k, there was not that much in it. I, mm-hmm. I, I have nothing in the stock market now except mm-hmm. like probably $1,000 in a Roth or something. Right. And yeah, it's just like, this was the goal I was working towards. Um, I met you at a conference and I think, I don't know, maybe three or four years ago. I just wasn't ready for it at the time. I was Uh mostly interested in only building the business, figuring that out. But I was like, I locked that in the back of my mind. Uh Like I need to circle back to this. And when I found that it was time to actually start thinking about investment and and retirement, which is Uh not totally a philosophy I subscribe to anymore. I was like, okay, now it's time to really listen to Jason's podcast, really dig into that. And that's totally what I did. I've probably Uh listened to 500 or more of your podcasts. Wow. Yeah, (laughs) that's fantastic. Thanks for listening. So did we meet at one of our conferences or someone else's conference? No, it was actually, so you just had uh, Ryan Moran on your podcast. Uh-huh. So I joined the, the tribe for, for a while there. Uh, actually, Carmen was at that conference, I think. Uh-huh. I didn't meet her there, but <laughs> okay. yeah, you were at that. And so good stuff. So, so we met at one of Ryan's conferences then. 
Yeah. 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 It was Fantastic. a great conference for sure. Good, good stuff. Good stuff. So you've got five properties now and mm-hmm. you've got big plans to get to, well, on the spreadsheet, 93 properties, which is an ambitious goal. And I think it's awesome, but you've spaced it out very nicely over time to where it's doable. You know, as the old saying goes, goals should be just out of reach, but not out of sight. They should be a stretch, but still realistic at the same time. And I think mm-hmm. that's what you've really done. You've, that's exactly you, the philosophy, you, yes. You've got a, I mean, listen, you're in the business of maps, okay? <laughs> and and here you've got a roadmap to get to that 100 property goal. Why don't we uh, share screens now and uh, you can show us the spreadsheet and let's take a look at that. This is uh, really exciting. Yeah, sure. So this is obviously a dramatic oversimplification of what's having happening, but this is this is basically my plan. So after that conference or the conferences that I went to back in 2018, um, I got my feet wet there in December, just dove right in, got a property. 2019, I bought two. This year I bought two and the goal is to buy one more. And you can see the pattern here, one, two, three, four, five. Basically every year I'm increasing my quantity goal or target every every time. So um, next year I plan to do four, the following year five, the following year six, and so on. Around this time, that's about year seven, my hope is to start which either- is, um, Which by the way, I gotta translate this to audio. So this is now, the chart starts from 2018 and now we're at 2025. So this is seven years in. And as listeners uh, may know, when I teach the refi till you die concept, we talk about the seven years based on the rule of 72s, the portfolio goes up in value by 50% at a modest 6% appreciation. So you could do a refinance there, you could do 1031 exchanges, Uh, there are lots of options here, but what we're looking at is we see one property purchased in 2018, two in 2019, Three in 2020, that's this year, by the way, if you're listening to this show two years hence, I just want to understand this is 2020 now, four next year in 2021, and you know, four properties a year is a modest goal, people can do that, they do it all the time through our network, five in 2022, you're just increasing it by only one property each of those years, okay, Mm -hmm. so, so seven in 2024, eight in 2025, your seventh year in as a real estate investor. And then what happens? Because now you've added a row to the spreadsheet and and there's a one underneath the eight. What does that mean? That means uh, in theory with that appreciation or, you know, that's the point at which I feel like it's either a 1031 exchange or a cash out refi. So in theory, I should be able to, with the money I'd previously invested in that first property in 2018, extract enough out in some capacity to buy an additional one that I'm not putting new capital into the system with. So that's basically taking my one in 2018 and adding another one to represent that in 2025. Okay. Then the same thing will happen. It, and you're saying you can buy the extra property because you're simply refinancing or doing a 1031 exchange on a on maybe a two for one. You might, you know, by then, Ross, you'd probably be able to do a couple of two for ones. So a lot of your increase in purchase, like if you're saying you're going to buy eight properties that year, which is two per quarter you know, you might be able to just simply do that out of the portfolio without even putting in extra money. 
It would be amazing. It's, it's I, very I, I possible. Do, much like you, how you explain the goals, I feel like this is kind of the, well, I won't say conservative roadmap, but relative to what it is, it's a fairly conservative roadmap. And then, yeah, if it gets better, then all, all the better. That'll accelerate the process. <laughs> mm-hmm. But the nice thing I like about your, your roadmap is that you're growing at a rate of only one property per year on that top line. And that's very modest. You know, I see people, uh, investors come in and they got these crazy goals and, you know, I I wish them the best. I hope they achieve it. But, you know, they're, they're just not very realistic. This is a plan that is, you know, it's based on smart goals. It's simple and it's attainable. Like you, you could actually do this. Now, if the properties don't appreciate very well, then you're going to have to rely on some income growth from your business to support your habit, if you will. <laughs> yeah, and like, that's that's very yeah. much part of the equation. Right. Um, you know, I'm going to continue building the business or businesses as time goes on. Uh-huh. And so while I don't exactly know totally how this is all going to come to fruition, mm-hmm. it's all mapped out within part of that plan and the business continuing to grow and to support this. So, right. yeah. And, and, you know, that's the other thing I want to say about investors with goals or people with any sort of goals. You never know how at the beginning. You will never have all the answers at the beginning. Nobody ever does in any venture, in a, in a relationship, a marriage, a business, an investment portfolio. You just don't know. Nobody knows. Mm-hmm. We all have to, to some extent, throw caution to the wind jump in with some degree of blind faith and just work through it. Obstacles will come up that you never imagined. The world will throw stuff at you that you got to overcome. But, you know, that's really good for someone's intellect, their character, their self-discipline. Yeah, that's that's great. Okay, so on the top line, we're still growing at only one property per year, very modest goal, okay? But on the bottom line, in 2025, we add that extra property we talked about, and then take us through those uh, last four years there of the of the plan, because you mm-hmm. grow it at two properties the following mm-hmm. year, two what we'll call extra properties. Do you have a name for that, or or maybe uh, self funded no. properties? Yeah, portfolio yeah, we'll funded. Portfolio funded, exactly. Yeah, okay. yeah. So so the thought there is. If I can split my properties after seven years, one property into two properties, my 2018 property, as we just discussed, becomes another property. So I add that in down here. My 2019, both purchases, those become two additional properties. Um, So I still have those two and then two more because I refied or or whatever the case. And so all of those are getting essentially split and added, added back in for these last four years. So 2026, there's an additional two on top of the ones that I'm funding from actual investment. I'll call it outside investment of Mm -hmm. of my own cash. Uh, Three in 2027, four into 2028 and five in 2029 on top of my sequential incremental increases, I guess, throughout that time period as well. So at the end of 2029, represented over here is 93 properties. Mm -hmm. The monthly, I've I've made the very simple assumption of $200 uh, in cash flow per month. Per property. All of of those properties. Mm -hmm. And again, realistically, by the end of all of this, I should be doing a lot better 
on many of these by then. Probably. Um, yeah. With an annual income of this $223,000, or $223, basically. Okay. The total investment required to do this is $2.3 mm-hmm. for all of these. It does not include the, the portfolio-funded properties. Can, can you um, hover over the total investment so I can see your formula? Mm-hmm. Okay. So that is... You're basically saying $30,000 per acquisition, right? So $30,000 per acquisition, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, in reality, you can get properties for $20,000, you could do pretty good down payment and closing costs. $20,000, you're getting some more marginal properties. And we're talking about down payment plus closing costs. That's the number. And he's going with $30,000. So that's nice and conservative. Now, I would say, Ross, that you go from 2018 to 2026, I would say you can probably get all the way to to the 2026 number, possibly on a self-funded portfolio, where meaning, and this is rough, so forgive me on this, I'm just looking at this for the first time today with you, but if you can make it to buying the, to getting to eight properties per year, yourself, in other words, with your own investment, I bet that one in 2025 and the two extras, we'll call this self-funded in 2026, I I bet you can pick up those uh, almost undoubtedly having the portfolio portfolio funded properties, meaning no extra money out of your pocket to actually acquire those properties. Yeah, that would be amazing. So what I've calculated here, I just deleted those. Um, You can see all of the properties, $200 a month cash flow should spit out just shy of $90,000 a year. So that tells me I can at least buy about three properties with my assumptions Mm -hmm. um, per year with just the cash flow. Wow, that's fantastic. This, you know, you know what you're really showing our audience, Ross, is the incredible compounding effect of just staying the course compound, compound. You know, Einstein said that compound interest is the eighth wonder of the world. We've all heard that quote. And this is really an example of that compounding effect. Many of us have heard uh, or seen the little illustration where they show if you take a penny, I think that's how it works. You take a penny and double it every day for just 30 days, you have over a million dollars. But the, the amazing thing about that is that on day like 28, you don't have much money at all, <laughs> you know, and, and and you really get to that amazing leap, that exponential growth in just the last couple of days. And and that's that's sort of what you're you're showing us here. So that's exactly it. I'm going to pass on quite an inheritance, you yeah. know, if I can if I can follow through with everything. Yeah. Well, you got it. Do you have kids? Yeah, two, yeah. two right now and one on the way, actually. C- congratulations. Yeah, those kids are pretty lucky. <laughs> <Thanks>. Yeah, <laughs> that's excellent. <laughs> So 93 properties in 10 years, that is just an awesome plan and uh, really appreciate you sharing that. Tell us more. Yeah, sure. Here, here's a really cool tidbit about what I'm working on here. Right here around the, the 2025, 2026 mark, that should be approximately the financial freedom mark. Mm-hmm. Basically, unless I choose to reinvest it, I could cover, in theory, all of our living expenses around 2025, 2026 with a reasonable, quite reasonable lifestyle as well. So in seven years, on a very conservative portfolio growth, 
you've reached financial freedom day. Yeah. And yeah. and tell so us within, what that number is though. What's the revenue? I believe I used the assumption of about $12,000 a month or I'm sorry, not even. Um, so with base living expenses, that sort of thing, it was like right around 7,000 or something is, is our expenses, seven to 8,000. Right. And so you can see right here in 2025, our monthly revenue is okay. $7,400. But, but wait, there's more because what we didn't say is number one, you didn't project any increases in cash flow. Right. There's no so this is, again, there, there's no rental increase. Okay. <laughs> which is which is great. You're being super conservative here. And at that point you have 37 properties in 7 years. Yeah. Yep. That's awesome. Really yeah, really good. Exciting. Job. Yeah. Very exciting. It's, it's where so maybe it's worth mentioning this is basically my only investment philosophy at the moment, but much like you're well aware of with uh, Patrick Donahoe, for example, mm -hmm. I work with uh, his team, yep. but I layer in whole life insurance policies. And as you mentioned, it's good to keep 4% at least as uh, backup cash reserves for these. And that's where I store all of that. So it's growing at maybe 5% or more, mm -hmm. yep. especially if we see all the inflation here pretty soon, right? And that's where I keep all that liquidity. And so it's going to be my safety net for all of this as well. That's a very important thing to keep in the back of uh, one's mind when they're investing in this. I have to be very safe. Yeah. Um, and so I, I keep at least 12 months. You know, that's that's way more than is necessary. But with the business and all of my liabilities, I'm being, as you can guess, conservative with that approach. <laughs> sure. Yeah, that's fa that's fantastic. Ross, yeah, thank you so much for sharing this. What else would you like people to know or say? Or I, I don't know if I asked you the sort of fundamental question. You may have sort of answered it another way, but, but why real estate? You said you never really related to the stock market. Any other things you want to say about income property that makes it makes it the choice for you? So to be honest, I've dabbled with, you know, the only only possible stock or, or mutual fund or whatever type of approach would be dividend investing. And I actually did that. I put about $30,000 or so into the stock market a couple years ago just uh, to start seeing what that would be like. And it just, it wasn't very good. And I think it was, I don't know, a couple years ago, but the, the stock market started to taper off a little bit and it, and, and it lost value. I'm like, this is absolutely terrible. I've never been a gambler in my life. I, mm -hmm. I never even like playing $5 poker games with my friends. I'd be the dealer. Right. Um, so I, I just bailed. I totally pulled everything out and I'm like, nope, this is, this is what I'm going to put into properties. And so I think especially getting to know it far better um, with how you explain things and just sticking with a philosophy. I mean, there's a lot of investing perspectives out there, even within real estate, but I've just stuck with your philosophy. It's just, it's too good to argue with. Mm -hmm. You just really can't argue with it. There's always a defense with, right. with what is it, the five or so facets of the benefits of investing with real estate. Mm -hmm. You just absolutely can't beat it as far as I'm concerned. Now, I will be the first to admit that, you know, I'm 33. I'm, I'm a young investor. There's a lot that I haven't been through. There's a lot that I don't know. But all we can do is make the best option with the information that we're given. And I'm making what I feel is a very, very good decision for the future of um, not just, you know, my life, but my family's life and the generations to come within my family. So yeah. uh, I feel very confident and very excited. I mean, this just makes sense to me. Obviously, I built this simply in a spreadsheet, but the numbers resonate. I understand what's going behind, going on behind the numbers, but it's it's tangible stuff, right? It's actually a property with people living in it, and it's and it's a thing. You could look at numbers with stocks and everything, but it's just they're totally arbitrary to me. You don't have any control, right? Either. 
Mm-hmm. Which yeah. is always scary to me. I'm type A. I'm a business owner. I've got to control things, yeah. and this also <laughs> works for that. <laughs> That's good. Yes. Uh, commandment number three: Thou shalt maintain control. And, exactly. uh, and that's that's really good. Ross, what what markets are you invested in? So currently, I'm only in Memphis. Mm-hmm. Um, and right now is about the time that I'll be branching out just because of how complicated 2020 has been already. I mm-hmm. may just go ahead and, and buy the, the next one this year in Memphis. But right. moving past that, I'm looking at Oh, I can't remember. I've been talking with Evan on a couple of markets, but I'll probably branch out to somewhere else. I'll just have to get the next LLC set up. And there's just a little more complication that is not really that big of a deal. It's just uh, (laughs) things are busy right now. It's a crazy time we're living in. But you know what? At the end of the day, all those protesters need a place to live. (laughs) At the end of the day, you know, the commercial properties have been shut down and the home has become the center of the universe. And you're in a low density market. I was just talking to someone about, uh, well, it was a actually a, a tech support person with Apple. And I asked her as she was helping me with my computer, I said, are you, you know, I'm curious, Rebecca, are you, are you at the, are you at home now? Or are you working in the office? And she said, only a few people are in the office. I'm at home. And the people that this was interesting, by the way, you'll you'll appreciate this, because one of the things I've talked about in my pandemic investing presentation is, and we're going to talk about this at our upcoming Meet the Masters conference in depth, is how elevators and mass transit are the two danger zones. But the and she mentioned the elevator specifically, she said, I don't want to get in an elevator. And she was talking about that a little bit. But she also said, that the people that couldn't work at home, the Apple employees that didn't have the option to work at home, were those who had roommates because they couldn't provide the security. This, you know, it's not just a secure connection, but it's a secure computer. And, you know, I signed up a few years ago for like a data service for real estate that, you know, would be helpful to us. And they sent an inspector to my house and they said I had to have an office with a locking door, a locking file cabinet, a paper shredder, not that I ever print any of this stuff anyway, but, you know, it's just kind of an old-fashioned thing. And I, I can imagine, like, if I had a roommate, they probably would have turned me down and said, no, you you can't have our, our service. And my mom did that, you know, for a, a tenant screening service that does credit checks because she self-manages all her properties. And they came to her house, and that was the same thing, you know, do you live alone? You can't have a roommate and subscribe to some of these things. And that that was interesting. So literally, you've doubled the amount of housing demand in the world if roommates have to split up, like double, double the market, right? Right there. So uh, yeah, Forget about the divorces, huh? Right? Don't you don't roommates even too. need <laughs> any divorces, just roommate divorces. Yeah. <laughs> and I think this is just an amazing time for us as real estate investors, investors following this specific plan that we've, you know, we've outlined and, and you're, you, you've bought into it and, and thousands of other people have, thankfully. So, uh, yeah, I think, yeah. I think we've got good years ahead in, in boring suburban real estate and linear markets, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. I try to, I try to get my, uh, my family members convinced and, you know, I'm pretty gung ho on it. You yeah. know, it's exciting for me and I think I understand it reasonably well at this point too. So I love to kind of explain it and answer questions about it when yeah. my, my family and friends ask. So yeah, well, yeah trying to, it, trying to spread the message, I guess. A- 
after listening to 500 episodes of my podcast, you're probably a pro. <laughs> you know, you know, what's funny, Jason, yeah. is I listen to them at one and a half or two X. It's actually weird to have this conversation and hear you at normal speed. <laughs> I'll talk faster <laughs> just for you. I'll talk faster. <laughs> That's funny. That is weird. Um, so are you self-managing any of your properties? Not yet. Not yet. Uh-huh. I do uh, fully intend to eventually. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm self-managing a business, so uh-huh. I don't right. really have the time as well as, you know, two, two to three kids shortly. So, yeah, right. but financially it probably will make sense. Evan turned me on to Stessa mm-hmm. and yep. I use that for a lot of the financial tracking and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's been really helpful. Good so I, I don't, I don't see it being too complicated. Yeah, um, and I do want to transition to that eventually. You know what? And like I've said before, and everybody has to get their own comfort level with self-management versus having a manager. But I literally think it takes less time to self-manage. Now, that may not always be true because you never know what's going to come up. But, you know, the tenant just doesn't bug you that much, you know, because they've got to maintain that sort of relationship with you. And the tenants are so appreciative. Like I just I just replaced an air conditioner in one of my properties, which that wasn't cheap. But, you know, uh, but it's amazing. The tenant helped me. Like they went and found several contractors. They had them come over to the house, give bids. And then I said, who do you think we should go with? You know, the prices are a little different, but they're not that much different. Just tell me who you felt comfortable with. And they said, oh, I don't remember the name of the vendor, so I'll just call it ABC Air Conditioning. They were much more professional. And they showed up on time, and, you know, they were neat and clean, and they just seemed like they were running a more professional operation. And coincidentally, they were the cheaper one. So we went with them. And I also, you know, I asked the uh, air conditioning contractor, you know, are you going to include a thermostat, a new thermostat with the uh, air conditioning replacement? And they said, yes, we'll include that. And I said, you know, I'd really like to upgrade the thermostat and get a Wi-Fi connected thermostat for my tenant. And I thought this is going to, the tenants will love this, right? It was like a, a nice surprise gift for them. But what it also does, Ross, is it lessens the wear and tear on my air conditioning unit. Because when they're away, they don't have to run it. They can control it from their smartphone. And so it won't run all the time. It won't run as much. And it won't, you know, because they can set it to start running at a higher temperature when they're ready to come home. It doesn't run in big, heavy spurts, which put a lot of wear and tear on the unit. So I think that's good for everyone. And um, I literally ordered the thermostat on Amazon I shipped it to the tenant. I have all my tenants' addresses in my Amazon account. I shipped it right to them. They said, oh, we got it, and we're going to have the guy install it. And then I got $100 off from the vendor uh, because I didn't use their thermostat. And so literally, it was a $35 additional expense. The tenants love it. It's got a real cool screen on it, shows the humidity, the temperature, and you know it's all smartphone Wi-Fi controlled. So Solid investment. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome. So good stuff. Hey, thank you so much for sharing your plan with everybody. Really appreciate it. And anything else you'd like to say uh, just to wrap it up? No, not other than uh, I appreciate how, how genuine and transparent you are. I've learned a lot from you and your show. And you know, it was really good to actually go and meet you in person. There's, there's a lot of 
as you literally say yourself, a lot of shady real estate people oh, out yeah. there. Um, <laughs> Tons. So, you know, I, I really believe that you're in it to actually help people. And I feel like you're a very trustworthy person. And I just appreciate all that you've done to, to help people and, and help me and on this journey. So I'm, I'm excited for the future. Good stuff. Well, thank you so much. I'm honored to be your guide. And, uh, you know, our team will be here to help you through life and through 93 properties. So that's yeah. awesome. Bring it on. <laughs> all right, Ross. Thanks so much and happy investing. Thank you so much for listening. Please be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss any episodes. Be sure to check out the show's specific website and our general website, hartmanmedia.com, for appropriate disclaimers and terms of service. Remember that guest opinions are their own. And if you require specific legal or tax advice or advice in any other specialized area, please consult an appropriate professional. And we also very much appreciate you reviewing the show. Please go to iTunes or Stitcher Radio or whatever platform you're using and write a review for the show. We would very much appreciate that. And be sure to make it official and subscribe so you do not miss any episodes. We look forward to seeing you on the next episode.